Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Therese Skelly. She has an MA and is the author of the best-selling book, Love-Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. She also hosts the highly inspirational, fiercely brilliant podcast and is an in-demand guest on podcasts, live events, and summits. As a business intuitive, Therese guides high-achieving, mission-driven business owners who are ready to live and work in alignment and are no longer willing to hustle and burn themselves out. Welcome, welcome to the space. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. So reading that about you, before we dive in and get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Please. <laughs> there is so much to tell, but you know, I'll, I'll tell you about the work I do. I love people that are mission driven. I love to work with people who are inspired and it really taps into creativity, Hollis, because so many people try to follow the formula, the gurus, the experts, and they get burned. Mm -hmm. And the work I do is I get them tuned into the inside. I, I say, okay, what's, what do you want? What's in the way? Who do you have to be to make that happen? Okay, let's embody that and go. And it's so fun because it's super creative, right? I don't have the seven step formula. I have the like, well, what does your soul want? Right, <laughs> let's do it, right? So it's so our work is really tied in with each other because it's every client, it's, it's not formulaic, right? Every client is a blank slate. And so I work a lot with energy and emotion. I work with the body. Um, and I just have fun. I am just, I am just, I love my life and I love the work I get to do. So. Ooh, this is going to be such a rich conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just by even saying, what is your soul want? And every client is a blank slate. This is brilliant. And yeah. I can't wait for people to hear more, but we're going to start with the would you rather question. Okay. So Teresa, are you ready? I am ready. Go. Okay. So this is a pretty simple one, but we'll see. Would you rather eat ice cream for dinner or pizza? 
Uh, <laughs> well, I have a really super clean, low carb, gluten-free diet, but if I wasn't on my low carb, gluten-free diet, I would go for pizza any freaking day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a preference for toppings? You know, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the wild side. I'm, I'm going for the processed meats, Hollis. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with the sausage and the pepper. I mean, and I feel just like, you know, a Satanist saying that, but occasionally, wow. occasionally a girl needs a little processed meat. So yeah, but I don't eat pizza. Like I haven't, I've given up a lot of the carb things. So now you're having me craving pizza. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's a test. <laughs> I, and I will pass. I'm disciplined. Trust me. You are. You are. Um, okay. So we're going to dive into the first official official question, but I'm just letting you know, there's some kind of, there's like a little bit of like um, lags going on. So I don't know if it's messages yeah. coming in, but um, I, I'm just kind of letting you know okay. that there's there. Okay. So how do you define creativity? feel like there is a divine spark in us that wants to express through us. Mm. And the vehicle is like desire, expression, play, voice. And so I think creativity is like an outpicturing of all of all that. Mm. That's really rich. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's just the divine. It's like, it's everything. It's basically. It's everything. That's why I'm like, uh, that is a really big question. <laughs> I so, know. But how fun you get all the different answers, right? That's how I guess. I'm sure everybody's like, whoa, every different it's, answer. It's so beautiful. Like the different, the, the array of mm -hmm. responses to it. Um, mm. So let's learn more about you. Okay. So wherever you want to start on your journey, um, yes, I'm just, I know it's open-ended, Yeah. but yeah. wherever you want to feel that you want to start, because I love that in this area that you are, you started as a counselor uh, for well, 25 actually, years. I'll, I'll tell you this, this is even funnier. I, I, I actually started as a prison guard. So <gasps> what? So <laughs> how bet. old, how old were you for that? <laughs> I got a master, I'm sorry, I got a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and I found myself as a prison guard at age probably 24. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, it's never a good idea to put a flamingly codependent, empathic, <laughs> like boundaryless little, little, little baby into a prison and expect them to flourish. Um, <laughs> Now the good part is here's here's pretty this was magical. I, I had a lot of dissonance because I trusted the inmates more than I trusted the staff because mm. the staff didn't see humanity. They saw maggots. They saw people that were going to screw them over. And I come from this space of innocence. And again, I'm an empath. And I and I, I you know you know the expression Hollis there, but for the grace of God go I. Yeah. You know, truthfully, I had driven drunk. I just didn't get caught. I had, <laughs> I one time mm -hmm. stabbed my brother with a fork in a crime of passion. And, and these women were there for domestic, you know, they shot their abusing husbands, they got caught. And so, so it was such a pivotal thing because I just saw mm -hmm. like, we're not different. You just got caught or your circumstances, your situation. So it was a profound experience at 24, really 
very difficult because it was like, it was so overwhelming. And imagine, you know, again, a little flaming empath codependent in the horrific energy that a prison is. Anywho. <laughs> so that's a fun fact. Most people so, don't know. So wait, how long did you stay in that space for? Just about two and a half to three years. And then I what? went. What do you mean just? That's a yeah, lot of time. It's a lot of time. It's I got some stories, girl. And then mm -hmm. I went on to work. Uh, then I, I was getting my master's. I worked in a psychiatric hospital for a while. Then I got my master's in counseling. And then I moved into working with addicts and alcoholics. I did that for a few years in a treatment center, outpatient. And then one day, one day a girlfriend was like, I'm, I want to start a private practice. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> that was it. Then I'm in business, right? That's all I knew. So I, I really was, and, and still kind of am the accidental entrepreneur. And it's really, it's, it's my, I am always a big believer that you just trust the soul, like trust that your soul has you in the right place. And so I did life coaching. So I was a therapist for lots of years. Then I went to life coaching school and about, I don't know, three years after that. So this was now t probably 2004. I saw an ad that said business coaches wanted. And what's so magnificent is you heard that I worked in a prison. I worked in a psych hospital. Like I worked with addicts. What part of that speaks volumes about being a great, you know? So, so the crazy part, I, Alice, it was the first time that I ever had the experience of a deep, you have to do that, right? Like, cause on paper, like I thought Excel was a phone company. I, I had never worked in corporate. I knew nothing about business. Somebody said mm -hmm. P and L and I'm like, I don't even, don't even know the language you're speaking here. <laughs> you know? So, right. so I, boom, I apply. And the next day I'm a business coach. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what do I do now? And thankfully I had really good mentoring. But what I did is, you know, so when you asked me to tell about myself, what I did is I bumped into all my stuff, all my not enoughness. So here I have exquisite, because as a trained therapist for a really long time, I got some really good background in working with people. I suck at the business part. I didn't know that part, but mm -hmm. the coaching piece I was really good at, right? And, and yet I came into this space with a massive chip on my shoulder. I'm sorry, I'm not enough because. I'm sorry, I don't have this. And, and it was really in deep, not enoughness, proving energy. And I didn't, I, I wasn't successful in the beginning. It took me years mm -hmm. to get to the six figures and battle through the, uh, <laughs> the chronic shame and not enoughness. So it really forged a lot of my work about how mindset and energy and how you can you can be the smartest one in the room you can be the most credential the most you would have it all and yet if there's those underlying things that go yeah no you can't right that that will hold you back mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'm like taking all this in <laughs> so Thank you. First, I want to acknowledge the people that are here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. We so appreciate you. Any questions or comments, please feel free to put them in the chat box where we can see them. Um, this whole thing of you obviously listening to yourself and being yeah. very, um, um, what's the word that I'm looking for right now? You, which my vocabulary, you act on things quickly. So you are like, I, you see this, you got pulled about the coaching and the business coaching. You're like, I'm applying. 
you mm -hmm. got the job. And then this whole thing, thank you so much for bringing that up of, I am sorry, I am not enough because. Yeah, yeah. That's, we carry yeah. that. And we that is, we, we all have it. Yeah, it's crazy. It. It's crazy. I was working, here's an example. I was working with a woman who, um, she was new in the coaching space, right? So she was relatively, like within the first year, and she was, she was charging something like 50 bucks a session. And I was like, oh, no, 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 Kathleen. We, uh-uh, no, we got to raise that. I'm sorry. Like, that's not. And her previous career, she was a political fundraiser in a, in a, you would know the city and you would know the people she was, fun, like, raised mm. multiples of millions. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, why can't you transfer the badass version of you into this? So yes, you are newer here. But let's take all that, like I like own that. And when she owned that, boom, she like quadrupled her rates like instantly. But we have the story. See, we're on the story. Like, oh, because I for me, I didn't have business experience, so therefore I suck and I don't deserve the money. As mm -hmm. opposed to, nah, I got some game, right? But but we all bring the whatever that is. I'm not enough because, or I'll be enough when. You know, or if you only knew, like it's that's the voice of shame that just suppresses our greatness and our magic and our creativity. It's all connected. It's all it's all the same thing because if we mm -hmm. don't see our worth, if we don't believe in ourselves, then we're low energy. Then we're, yep. which means we're depressed. We um, are are angry. We're whatever emotion and action you want to attach to that, where there hardly is any action from that space. So if you're not taking action and you're not filled with a passion that's productive, then you're not, you're, you're creating regardless. So creativity mm. is happening regardless mm. because we are creators. It's just a matter of, are you happy with what you're creating? <laughs> what do you want to create? Well, I was creating the things that I didn't love, right? Like mm -hmm. clients that I'd be like, oh shit, they're on the schedule today. And that's horrible. Like I'm, I'm owning that. You mm -hmm. never want to look at your book of, of appointments and just go, ah, okay, I guess I'll work with them, you know? And it's right. because when you're in that space, you can't own your value. You can't stand up and say, no, I'm not for everybody. This is who I work best with. You feel like you have to mm -hmm. say yes and you have to settle and you don't get what you want, right? So it's kind of like unlearning that we can even go there. Like there's a whole lot of conditioning for women about what we get. And so there's, yeah, it's just a much better on the other side. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Mm -hmm. So then how, so in what I call this busting shame, clearing blocks, living unapologetically. Mm -hmm. So can you give us, I know it's a whole process, but in your, I'm sorry, I'm not enough because how did you move past that? Yeah. And that's a great question. And I know the day I, I had a, an experience. So what happened is I had been a therapist for years and years, master's degree, lots of experience, all the training. And then I was life coaching, which is not that much of a jump, but then business coaching, ah, right now I'm doing marketing mm -hmm. and selling. And, you know, I was in a new world basically. So yeah, the first company I, I was with a coaching company and, oh, Hollis, we had to do cold calls. I, and I, I, was, I like, you know, they would give us lists of leads. So nobody had any idea who I was or even the company, but somehow yeah. they had bought these leads and I would have to call them and say, hi, hi, John, the plumber. Um, <laughs> can I give you a free session? As my, you know, my voice is quivering. And yeah. so I did, a, I, I, I started doing that. And I remember like failing just, uh, again, I was set up 
no cold leads suck, right? It's just a very difficult situation. It and is. So there's this, this one day, I think I, I had one session and, and I was so frustrated with myself and my friends and my colleagues were like, uh, you're pissing us off. <laughs> Cause like, you're like, you're like the best one of us. What is wrong with you? My God, own your shit woman. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> but I was just a therapist, you know? So I was really in the story and thankfully I had, so number mm -hmm. one, having people outside of you that show you the truth of you because you can get sucked down in it. Right. I was in it. Mm -hmm. I had no other um, vantage point. So I finally stopped and I said, okay, I'm, I'm just really getting sick of myself. So what's it going <laughs> to take for me to feel as masterful? And, and I want literally, if you're listening, this is a magical technique, right? If you have a not enoughness, I'm going to give you the, the, the technique. I said, what's it going to take to feel as confident as a coach as I did as a therapist? So I asked myself the questions, is it going to be when I have X amount of time in the industry? It's like, no, that's not it. Okay. Is it going to be when I have X amount of clients? No, that wasn't it even in, cause I, I can tune in. Like I know what would be right answers, right? Is it going to be when I make X amount of money? Nope. And then the magical one for me, when I feel as masterful conducting a coaching session as I do a therapy session. And I remember the day, I remember her name, I remember the client and I'm like, oh, it arrived, God damn it, here I am. Like, I was just like, <laughs> boom, boom. So that's one start. You literally have to say, okay, if you're in a story of not enoughness or I have to prove, for me, that there was a legitimate gap. Because sometimes when you're newer, there is a gap, you don't know. Right. But it, unless, you, unless you say, okay, Here's the path. So for me, I needed to feel mastery. Well, maybe I needed to beef up some skills, right? That's legitimate, but shame will basically say, you're never enough, never, no matter what you do, get another certification, lose five more pounds, get more Botox, you know, like shame will basically convince you it's insatiable. So yeah. it's really important that you have it specific. And then I have one more story. My mm -hmm. very first client from that coaching company, her name was Diane, very first client. She had been in a corporate situation uh, let go. And she came to me with zero business idea. So like a uh, total startup. And after three years, she was making like $300,000 a year. She was, you know, she, she, I, and I didn't know that was kind of like, wow, that was pretty, pretty pr impressive. Right. And mm -hmm. so I said to her, okay, Diane, so what did you get from working with me? Cause in my mind, uh, mm -hmm. I said, okay, we set up your newsletter. We figured out your offerings. I've helped you with some mindset. We helped create teams. I'm in my mind thinking of the things I did. And she said these words, Therese, working with you, I'm five years ahead of anybody else that would start it on the same day. You helped me accelerate my success. And I had no idea. That day I raised my rates and I changed my business name. My old name used to be accelerating your success. So, so those are ways. And at that point it took external things for me to go, Oh, I got it because I was so stuck in it. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's, it's so true because, um, shame is insatiable and um that that nasty critic that we would never yes. be friends with on the outside like everybody <laughs> says we would never be friends with them but for some reason we they live with us them for tea yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's like right. sure just live in move in mm -hmm. and yeah we mm -hmm. can live together um but it is so important to i remember somebody saying to me reach out do a post on 
why you think I'm good at what I do or how, like you said, how have I helped you? And there is that space where I'm, it's kind of like, it can be really uncomfortable. Like, uh, first, is anybody going to (laughs) answer or is that narcissistic or da, 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 but Hey, we're a business. I need feedback. I know. Well, here's a funny thing. Narcissists never wonder if they're narcissists. So if you're if you're going, oh no, I could be a narcissist. You're not. Just by virtue of that, right? And what I know, people love to help you. Like really, people are are wanting you to achieve. And so, you know, like I could say, hey Hollis, after this, would you would you give me a, a you know a, a testimonial about how how I was as a guest? Of course, you'd be like, sure, right? Like. People, people are gracious and they want to support you. So it's our, cause shame will tell you you're being a bother. That's mm-hmm. a lie of shame. Don't ask. You don't need that. Oh, they're too busy. Blah, 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 blah. So, so when you ask how I got through it, I just say basically fuck off shame. I just, I'm just like, Shh. like, I understand the voice of shame. I understand how it feels and I understand the high, high, high cost. And so I do everything I can to like, mm, ah, and sh- get, get away. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not touching me. And that means different actions, taking risks, feeling uncomfortable and understanding. And it's okay to say, you know, Hollis, I feel really uncomfortable asking you for a testimonial, but would you do it? It's okay to out that. Then yes. shame, then shame can't be there, right? Shame is like, oh crap, there's light. Darn it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about humanization. People are craving, and I don't know if it's because of all that we've, you know, I don't know if it's because of COVID or if it's always been there, but Mm -hmm. I think it's even more highlighted Mm -hmm. now that people like, people like humans, like the the humanization aspect of things. So when you mess up, people are like, aren't judging you and laughing at you. They're like, oh my God, I do that all the time too. It's so nice to see a person do that. Or as you're stating, this makes me uncomfortable, but would you write me a testimonial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, people respond to that. So much so. Really, absolutely. Yeah. I was doing a webinar recently and right, let's say one o'clock when it's supposed to start, boom, the internet goes out. And so I have all you know, 30, 40 people in in the Zoom room, and I'm like, so I grab my phone and and I just I just am like, yeah, okay, here we go. Um, um, and I'm just, and you know, I had exquisite content in the webinar. Right. What I got the most feedback on was, I can't believe how you handled that. Mm. You just like because a lot of people would have been like, oh, this is wretched. Oh my god. Um, and I, because I'm always about demonstrating how to take shame and say no. And so I love when I publicly mess up because mm. I can be in grace. I can be in gentleness. I can just go, okay, well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and, and seriously, but you don't see that a lot in our industry. There's a lot of pretense yeah. and a lot of um, posturing. And so I come and be like, like, I just started a new membership community. It's really funny. And I'm like, okay, it's in guys, it's beta. You get half off right now and there's going to be hiccups. And so I'm like, all right, all the calls are on Tuesdays. And they're like, well, I thought you said Thursday. I'm like, shit. Yes, I did. Thursdays. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. And I, and I, and I say, see, you can do, you can make mistakes because what happens is shame tells you, unless you're perfect, you can't do anything. So I have to say that's crap. We can be here, be real, make mistakes. And people still, I mean, 
I just be real with it because then there's no, there's no, God, what's she doing, trying to hide? I'm just like, yeah, right. here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa is Teresa and Mercury is Mercury and wowza, we are getting some funky stuff happening. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and people, they literally say to me, thank you. Yeah. I needed to see how you handled that because yeah. it takes the, the imposter syndrome off of them. I'm not an imposter when I'm like, well, that was wacky. There's yeah. no shame there. And, and so yeah. like you say, human, it humanizes the experience of when sometimes things work and sometimes you fall on your face and you're equally loved in both of those, right? That's what we got to know. That is so what we have to know. And I'm sitting here thinking ever since I was a kid, I have laughed when people trip or when oh they God, I do fall. Too. I do. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Don't you feel like a psycho? They're, they're <laughs> writhing on the pain. I'm like doubled over. <laughs> oh my God, that you say that. And I have and I do it when I fall too. And when mm -hmm. I trip, I laugh. But there is one, there's many stories, but I'm thinking of my father when I was younger. We were getting into the car as a family, and my brother and I are in the back seat. My mom's in the passenger seat. My dad gets in to drive and he smacks his head. Oh, gosh. And this happened probably like, you know, 40 years ago. Yes. And um, I still like, I still giggle at it. Yes, and yeah. he gets in the car, he smacks his head, and he's like, fucking shit like he's just, he's just kind of like rubbing his head and i am biting my lip i'm just like hollis don't 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 because it's just gonna and yeah. then without even turning around i don't know how much time went by and he goes hollis just just laugh and I said, thank you <laughs> we know it's happening yeah yeah exactly exactly you have to and you i, I tell to. that story because it's it leads into this, I think it's a way of thinking and it's a way of being that when you see the trips and when you see the mess and you kind of giggle, then it's easier to hold yourself in that space. So much so. When so this stuff happens. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because shame makes you, so let me just give you a little, little teaching on shame, right? Because some people go, shame, that's eh, a weird word, right? So guilt is what you do. So if I'm standing next to you and I accidentally step on your toe, I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. Guilt like pulls us back. We can go, oh gosh, I need to make amends or I, I don't want to act that way or I'm sorry about that, right? So guilt is about your behavior and your action. Shame is about who you are. And mm -hmm. very often it comes, you know, we inherit generational trauma. We inherit cultural things. You know, there's, there's things that happen in history that like, if you, if your family comes from the Holocaust or, you know, like, it's like, Ooh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bad stuff you carry in, you know, the Irish, we've got the suffering and the famine, like we bring the traumas and the shame in with us. And mm -hmm. so we literally come out going who I am in the world is not okay. I have many, many clients cause I do the energy work and I get to the origin of it and I'll, and I'll, I use my intuition. I'm like, what was your birth story? Because <laughs> here we are, we're growing your business. Go back to in utero when your mom was seven months pregnant. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, I wasn't wanted. Or, oh, I wanted a boy. How do you, mm. how, how do you, how do you unpeel that? How, because that gets imprinted that your very being is not wanted, not enough, wrong, inconvenient. The, uh, you know, there's no amount of you know, <laughs> good cheerleading mm -hmm if you don't understand that, that is going to peel that from your nervous system and your physiology and your cells. So, so when you have the sense of when you walk in a room, 
do you walk in equal in worth? Do you walk in like, I deserve to be here? And most of us or many of us just like, oh God, I got to prove something, right? So for me, the antidote to shame is love. And so when I mess up, I demonstrate and I can be loved right here. Where my clients are like, oh, that launch didn't work. Okay, that's all right. Can you apply gentleness? Can we love you right there? And that's, that's what fixes shame. That's really powerful. And it's understanding too that, hmm, okay, how am I going to word this? Everything that you just said about who am I in the world? And when you said, what is my birth story? Mm -hmm. And going back and kind of finding out if people have heard these things that Mm -hmm. they didn't Mm -hmm. want them and all this kind of stuff. What you're talking about in this is acknowledging that, yes, our body holds on to this. We hear this. We hear this stuff and we don't always recognize it and our body holds it. So when the situation presents and we make that acknowledgement to our body, it's not sitting here being victim, 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 yes, victim. Yes. I wasn't wanted. They, they hated me, they, which, you know, all of that can come along with it. But what I think you're talking about, and I come from that perspective too, is okay, this has been recognized. Now, how do we mm-hmm, energetically mm-hmm. release this mm-hmm. and move yeah. forward? Oh, so that's the question. Yeah. I, you know, I always say when you have awareness, you have choice. And so I'm a huge believer of noticing, right? So let's say like earlier this morning, I reached out, you, you know, I've got a, a colleague that, you know, I was talking to her and I said, you know what? I'm going to make an ask of you. Do you know a couple of people that I, I'm, I, I want to take a couple more clients on? Who do you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the old me would have been like, Oh, don't ask. Oh God. Oh, that's really hard. You know? And, and so for me, I have the awareness that number one, I want to do this. Number two. Okay. Is there dissonance? Is there any resistance? Because to me, the resistance is the gold. Mm. So you get an instinct or an impulse. Okay. That's my, that's what I want to do. Maybe you want to ask somebody on a date. Maybe you want to raise your rates. Maybe you want to do a performance. Maybe you want to, so boom, you have a desire. Listen for the resistance. Mm. So it could be a physiologic, maybe you, so you're like, wow, it's weird. I feel nine. Okay, boom. What happened when you were nine, right? That's the work I do is like, shh, go to the origin. Or maybe you start hearing the voices in your head. Not that you're schizophrenic, but it's that inner dialogue, <laughs> you know, the inner dialogue of like, oh, she probably doesn't know anybody. I don't, I shouldn't ask, blah, blah, blah. Like that is the goal. That's how you mine it. And then the question is, so sometimes it's like, sometimes it's on a cognitive level. Is that really true? You know, what's really going to happen? You know, cause I, I do that kind of work with people, but very often it's, what does this remind you of? When did it, when did you learn that you can ask? When did you learn that you're, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes we, I literally have people find the child part and we do some kind of inner child healing work. Or mm. sometimes I can figure out like, oof, this is really weird. I was in my, this uh, membership program that I'm running. I was doing a mastermind and I was doing like a group channeling clearing. And it was so weird. All of, all of a sudden, Holland, I'm like, grandfather, there's somebody's, there's grandfather energy. And there's like 15 people in the room, right? And I'm like, 
there's something about the grandfather energy. There's some healing about not being able to not being able to receive. There's something about a grandfather. I don't know anybody's grandfather. Mm-hmm. And three women were like, "Oh my God, you were talking to me. It was my it was my grandfather that did X Y Z." So so sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to somebody if you can't identify it, finding a healer, finding somebody that can do the generational work and go in and find like, wow, what else are you carrying? But you can do a lot of it on your own if you start looking at the resistance. Mm, I love that resistance is gold and I cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No worries. No, I mean, that's the key. You Because because mostly what happens is like we hear like, you know, I want to I want to I want to raise my rates and then boom, little voice, little voice, little voice, little voice. So we, we go, oh, yeah, you're right. That's crazy. You have to power through. You have to. You know, did you, you know I did a performance recently? Did you know I did that? I did Terry's story story performance. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, you did? No, I didn't I see did. it. Oh my gosh! Wow, so, how was that? That's amazing. <laughs> well, um, this wasn't a weird non sequitur. I'll, I'll bring you all up to speed, right? So we have a, a mutual friend who That's okay. who mm-hmm. um, creates uh, environments for people to t- tell, share their stories, and she invited me in. And I, I said yes to telling the story. And then five days later, I'm like, what the hell did I do? Oh my God. Oh my God. Because <laughs> this yeah. was really a stretch. It wasn't yeah. just reading a story, it was performing for eight minutes, really putting my heart and soul. And it was a super vulnerable story. Yeah. And, and for me, what, hap- what helped me was to say, what is the why? Why does this story matter? Why? And I'm like, because women need to hear this. This is the transform thing. Okay, I can go through a little fire. I can be really uncomfortable because I know this is going to be healing for people. Yeah. So small self trees, shut up. <laughs> shh, shh. Yeah. I don't care. And, you know, and I was really nervous. I was doing EFT before. I peed 15 times. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, God, let's go. Like, and I was very well rehearsed. But, but what was yeah. so cool, Terry, is I put myself in the edge of like, I'm, so, I'm literally going to pee in my pants. I'm so nervous right now. And yeah. so what? Get on the toilet yeah. again and yeah. get out there, right? Because, <laughs> and so, so that's how you bust shame. That's how you break through. That's how you allow your voice, your creativity, your passion. You have to be willing to walk through some uncomfortable things. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I love the honesty in what you're saying. It's like, yes, if you feel like you're going to vomit, if you feel mm-hmm. like you're going to pee, if you feel like you're going to poop, if you're gonna, whatever, <laughs> it's just like, you got to do it. It's yes. just like, but you got to do it in the sense when, because only you as your own person knows what that feeling right. is exactly. when Correct. it feels right. So there's right. obviously the feeling that doesn't feel right where then you don't do it. It resonates in a different way. But when it's that, for me, when it's that butterfly feeling where it's like an intuitive hit in my stomach and at the same time, I'm in a different space than I was a year ago, emotionally Mm -hmm. and mentally. And I say, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, let's do it. Mm, Like, bring it on. Okay. I have a TV show now with a camera on me (gasps) and I'm interviewing guests. I never wanted to ever have a camera on me. I didn't, I'm not comfortable with the way I look. Do I look fat? Do I look, does my hair look right? (laughs) Am I dressed right? Am I da-da-da? So what I saw for myself in this circumstance was, like you said, this stretch was, okay, so this is self-care time. 
This is time where Hollis, you have to schedule a haircut and color appointment every four to six weeks, not every three months. So every four to six weeks. And I am actually going to go clothes shopping and ask for help. Whoa. So what, what I heard is a couple of things. You did it in spite of not being perfect or feeling completely comfortable, right? Yes. You yes. said yes. And then now, you know, I loved your trajectory because now it's like, wow, you're in it. And now you're getting more, like when I did my story, oh, I got such great feedback. I felt so loved and I felt transformed. I felt expanded. Mm. And that to me is creativity. That's what it does. Like when you're putting yourself out and it could be creativity in any form, right? Yes, yes. If you allow it, if you lean into the, ah, it might suck. (laughs) Okay. Are you going to die? No. Okay. Shut up and do it. You'll be all right. Right. When you lean in, then it's like, Oh, I'm in a different universe. Oh, Whoa. There's an expansion here. And so that's the magic that it brings. It's an energy. It's like, I didn't know I had that. I mean, literally people are like, I thought you're professional. Like, really? Like, oh, my freaking one of my girlfriends, she's like, oh, you've got to be, dude, you've got to do the moth. And now we got to get you on TEDs, TEDx. Yes. Okay. Right. It's like, I found something in me because here's what I decided. I was, as I say, I'm going to leave it all on the table. I am going to give everything to this performance. Mm -hmm. And I achieved it. And you did it. And there's not a lot of things in my life. You know, I'm I'm pretty cozy here. I, I got things good. There's nowhere in life where I'm like walking on that razor's edge of like, this is so cool. And a oh, holy God, it's going to kill me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like creativity and performance and all that stuff. Most of us don't live that edge. Right. Yes. So that was really cool to put myself there. Oh, so many quotes. Most of us. <laughs> Don't live that edge yeah, yeah, because we want to stay in that safe zone. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to, I'm listening to all this like uh, longevity, Dr. David Sinclair longevity. He's like, you know, specialist in that. And here's what I didn't know in the body. Fun fact from listening to a scientist, right? <laughs> there's, there's the abundance and then there's the um, stress, right? So let's say you eat steak and you're really well fed there's a comfort to that, but long-term that does not regenerate you. That doesn't give you longer life. What gives you longer life is when you're in a fasted state, when you exercise hard enough that you're kind of tearing the muscle fight. Like when you add a stressor, then your body's like, oh shit, I got to make more cells. We got to have more energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's such an interesting metaphor. That's how our cells live. And yet here we are like, oh, I've got to be cushy and comfy and have spa mm. days. Well, actually, it's more generative to put yourself in like, oh, oh gosh, that was hard. That repairs more. That gives more, like literally more, more life and metaphorically more life. So it I'm makes, all for, yeah, I'm all for like, how can I find a little discomfort? <laughs> so It makes sense. It's kind of like the caveman thing. It's the fight or flight. It's the, yes, you know, taking yes. care of the, uh, you know, all, all of that being said. And yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's such a good reminder. And it's a really good segue actually to, for you, how do you incorporate more, you already you talked about the storytelling, but how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Um, I will acknowledge I'm not like an, 
this is, you know, I'm not an artist. <laughs> this isn't about being an artist. <laughs> no, it's okay. but, no see, see, what I'm saying is I, I get in a story and that's what happens. So I'm demonstrating, oh, mm -hmm. wait. Um, so with my business, like say I do a webinar, I love to make the little PowerPoint. I love, that's really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm pretty creative. I'm, I'm Irish with storytellers, right? And so I'm pretty creative with my storytelling, with my writing. I don't just write like feature, feature, benefit, benefit. I, 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 I write, I, I write really well because I, I share, I speak from the heart, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty mm -hmm. creative there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. How about I bought, I bought some new succulents from my house. I don't know if that counts, right? So it does as far as decorating. So I'll throw a few yes, things yes. out there. Okay, perfect. decorating, interior decorating, exterior decorating, gardening, um, going for walks, um, yes, yes. exercise. So, yeah, exercise. I do Pilates, and I I kind of rock. Unless I'm like one of the older women and I'm really strong and flexible and I'm like, ha! <laughs> that's impressive. That is, oh, that is because, because in 2021, I had really bad COVID and I couldn't exercise. I couldn't exercise mm -hmm. for COVID for eight months. And then I had a hand injury. Then I couldn't exercise for another five, wow. seven months. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah. Um, decorating. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, you know, you would be like, oh, that's nice. But I, I, it's not my like, let's move walls and paint, you know, I'm. <laughs> Uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm the energetic and mental creative, not so much the physical space. Every day mm -hmm. I go for a walk. I live next to a golf course and I just love taking my dog on the walk on the golf course. I create, I create via dog training. I've got this really well-trained dog. And so that's a lot of working and creating and getting mm -hmm. him to where I want to be. Mm, I love that. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, animals too. Animals are so, um, God, they're just so amazing <laughs> um, yeah. because they're just so there for you. They're so real and they're just, they're just there. We, we laugh because as the, we have three cats. So as we're just kind of mm. watching them interact and then they love being with us, like our cats run to the door when we come in, they're like dogs, <laughs> especially one of them. I'll sit, I'll come in and I'm like, why are you making me wait, Mezzy? Where are you? And all of a sudden he'll come running down. Like oh. I was, I was just waking up. I was just waking yeah, up. Like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm. um, as they're laying there and their tails are like intertwined, I'm like, those are their Aww. spines. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. that's really weird when you think about it. Like we have these four-legged creatures in our house hanging out with us and just sharing love. Like that's why oh, they're so here. So. I know. I love it. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Yeah. I'm really proud that this is this you'll love. So I'm most proud that I have a really well-trained dog and a really amazing boyfriend. And I cannot say I trained the boyfriend. <laughs> 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 I, I, and what, what both of those are is I trained me. That's the difference, mm. right? And for the first time ever, I've literally never, this dog, I can take him off leash. He's like the star of dog school and the boyfriend. Oh, oh, oh. And it's because I trained me. I trained me. <laughs> so, so sometimes creativity is figuring out how to say something to a very strong man. <laughs> 
it's not but like that, you did that wrong again like that's not creative <laughs> it's just like that good it took a lot of creativity to, to navigate the boyfriend and oh it's magnificent now you know but but that's a really amazing point too is it's the whole thing of just coming back to self because it all stems 100%. from us it's 100%. it's that whole yeah. thing of yes we create our own reality and take responsibility and you could sit there and say but 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 there's this there's that yeah. our mindset how we choose to respond um, all of these things affect how we feel in an outcome. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is everything. And when that changes, I know that it changed when I left, um, my space, my teaching space that I was in and I started my companies, um, I am creative and express yourself publishing, which came along later. Mm. There's a difference in how I show up to my family and other people. Yes. But just speaking with my family, I mean, there's always, they're always making some kind of a comment when my daughter, when my kids like have gone places and I'm actually able to be present with them to do mm, things. Yeah. When my husband and I can go for a walk during the day um, because we both work from home mm -hmm. and mm. just walk around the neighborhood to get some fresh air. And my mom said to me the other day, she's like, I love listening to you talk to others with such confidence in your business voice. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. That's very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Great. But, but it's owning our stuff in order for it to come out. It's the only way it works. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. And, we, and in order to do that, there's a lot of unpacking because you're a little bit younger than I am, but we are swimming in the women still don't have access fully to their voice. You know, if a woman is it's like, hey, oh, she's just, she's bitch, she's a bitch, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There is still a lot of, I was raised with freaking June Cleaver. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so, so it's work. It, there is the cultural conditioning that we have to identify and go, why can't I? Here's a story. I was, I was on a board, probably eight, eight, 10 years ago, I was on a board of directors at actually my church. And I come in wide-eyed, exuberant, and I'm, you know, in my mind, you're, it's a church, but it's a business, and I'm going to ask questions, and I have a marketing background, and I'm here to help, and I had such issue with the executive director. He stonewalled me. He was shitty to me, and at the time, I was just really like, but he doesn't like me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. word got back to me that I hadn't earned the right to have the place to speak and those opinions. Wow. Yeah. And it was really interesting because of the coach that I had at the time. I'm like, Richard, so-and-so doesn't like me. And my coach is like, great. You get a chance to learn to lead without being liked. What? Uh... What? <laughs> Big game changer. Because women have been, you know, we have to be nice. We have to be conciliatory. We have to be, good, you know, all that shit. And so it was a magical lesson of like, you can lead and like forego being liked. But when you have shame, you have to be liked. You have to get approval. You have to be, you know, that whole thing. So I think the third part of your title for this is like an un unapologetic life. What was it? What was the title? Lip, um, clearing, busting shame, clearing blocks, living unapologetically. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. You're completely connected to your truth. You trust that what you know, you know, right? Your inspiration is there for a reason and you act on it. That's it. Hmm. That's simple and that's challenging. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
There's the answer to life, everybody. Did you like how I segue though? That I like wove us back to the to the part of the unapologetic life. I figured I would, you know, wrap you it. You did. That was really good. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Drop mic. Um, before we go to the last question, I'm going to ask real quick. Do you have any kind of a morning routine? I do now. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm listening to these people, like uh, the scientists. I love the Huberman Lab podcast. And it's, it's, it's just science and just setting yourself up right. So I, I, I don't do a cold plunge, but I get up and I take a cold shower in the morning. Ah, except mm-hmm. I live in Arizona, like, you know, full disclosure, cold shower is probably right now. Right. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh, you know, it's like 80 degree wet temperature right now. It's chilly I'll, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll see how I do. And I, it's a, it's a little, little less hottish in Arizona. So cold shower and what that does is like, it like, it like wakes you up and it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. It's like, this is a discipline I'm going to do. It's like, I have to override my cushy comfort. Like, Oh, I don't want I'm like, Shh, get your ass in there. You're yeah. going to commit to doing something. I do that. And then I go out because it's really important to get um, low level light in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps you set your circadian rhythm. So I do that uh, and then take the dog for a walk. And then I mm-hmm. come back and I do some like meditation and start my day, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the physical stuff. that's really important to, ch- ch- I'm really into the health stuff, as you can tell. And I appreciate, I love hearing what people have to say. And it's understanding that everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Some people wake up and they immediately meditate and they're still, there's stillness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some people are like, I need to move. Yeah. I need yeah. to listen to things. I need the auditory stuff. It's right. kind of like, right. you, you know, you, <laughs> so, yeah. but at times you have to do things that are out of your comfort zone, um, to try because this is everything we're saying. You can't stay mm-hmm. in the cush. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. But you also do know what you respond best to. Yeah. I, you know, I, I live next to a golf course and I, I've been here for a few years, but just now, like, I'm like committed. We're doing a couple miles a day, doggy boy, we're going. And, and just to be, because I live in the desert, right? It's, mm-hmm. and so I live in a part of Scottsdale, Arizona, where there's, there's more mature trees. There's, like walking green green belt and golf course and just mm-hmm. to be there it's an oasis it's mm. like oh so i walk near the tree so to me that's the meditation that's part of it it's just like ah, slowing down breathing with the dog and being just like that's just that sets me up and i'm moving right and i'm in the sun and it's just all the things and so yes yeah and then i don't eat i i delay breakfast because i do the intermittent fasting thing and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm yeah, I found that that really works for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. eat until a lot of times until noon. One. Oh, nice. Good, good, good. Yeah, nice. just because it's, yeah, it's just kind of become part of the habit. Yeah, it's better for your body. I learned mm-hmm. that by listening to all those people I listen to. And, it's, and it helps with your blood sugar. It just helps so much. It's just, it's just a better way to, it's just much better on your body. So, yeah. Mm. So interesting. So check out intermittent, intermittent fasting, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. Third and final question, which kind of wraps this up and puts a nice little bow on everything, which is why do you think creativity is important? It gives us life. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, if you look at every single thing in your environment came from a creative spark, mm-hmm. right? Like, everything everything and so when we tap into it we tap into that which 
is moving, right? Like we tap into life, energy, generative, it's the future, it's forward, it's, it's expression, it's, it's just, I think a life without creativity and expression is uh, devoid, devoid of all of it, right? It's just, it's what it, what it, what it, uh, Thoreau living a little, what, 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 what is that? I got that wrong. Anyway, anyway, so um, basically yeah. a life that's not worth living. It's just, mm -hmm. the, you know, so. can't even imagine. Exactly. Exactly. Can't even imagine. I was like, I'd have some students, um, when I was teaching, uh, high school level, middle school, high school, and uh, the kids in the situation didn't have a choice to be there. It wasn't an elective. Mm -hmm. So um, they'd be like, Miss Citron, like, I don't want to do art. And I'm like, you want to get me started on this? <laughs> like, <laughs> The shoes that you're wearing yeah, were designed yeah. by someone. Someone exactly. had the concept for them. Someone exactly. designed them. A manufacturer made them. The music that you listen to, somebody wrote the music. Somebody sings the music. Somebody actually records the music and allows you to be able to hear it. The building that we're sitting in, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. it's everything. So you right. don't have to know how to draw or paint. That is not what I'm talking about. What mm -hmm. I'm asking you to do is so be good. curious and use your imagination. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what we're doing. And what I want to say is <clears throat> don't let shame take you out of it, right? Because that's what happens is is like even me like oh i'm not really a designer i'm not really shut up yes you are right and it's our own little mm -hmm. way it's our own little way of whatever spaces but our stories about not enoughness or you know maybe somebody how how many how many times somebody read something in a, an elementary school silenced them that was wrong or oh you saying yes and it yep. shuts them down shuts them down right so that's the sadness right it's like don't let anybody shut you down even just do it for your own self. You don't have to get it on art galleries. You don't have to, you know, just yep. zoom to your own self. It's just, just be in the energy of it. Be in the energy of it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Therese, how can people get in touch with you? They can find me at treeskelly.com, um, but also find me on Facebook, not my business page. That kind of sucks. <laughs> my personal page. <laughs> I, there's no creativity on my business page. That's just house, houses my podcasts. Uh, you can go there. I got great podcasts, but my personal page, you will see the creativity. You'll see pictures of the dog and the boyfriend and all my words and all the things. So that's what I would suggest. Mm, wonderful. Treeskellyaz.com, I think. Treeskelly, you'll find it. It's easy to find. And I'll put it in the show notes and everything. Um, so it'll all be there. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that is sitting with you where you're like, oh, I have to say that or are we good? You know, I, I want you to tune into like, I think, Alice, we get so accustomed to saying, well, what do you think I should do? What, 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 you know, like we, mm -hmm. we give our power away. And the work I do with people is saying like, get quiet. If it's in you, it's right. It's, it, there's a divine design in that. And then everything has to be provided from that. Right. So, so people say, well, I have this idea, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, let's go back to your idea. So I want you to really get mm. used to what's on the inside of me. What's living like, what wants to, what is in there? And, and, you know, some people might hear that. Some people might like have it in their heart. Some people might get it kind of in their gut or however you get that answer start just going what 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 wants to be shown right now what's and so like with my meditations i'll say what does your body want what does your heart want what does your soul want like there's many ways to access it but mm -hmm. make sure you're asking 
that's mm. you gotta know like that's how we do these things because we know i'm i'm like stink on shit to what's going on in me like oh oh there's some energy right <laughs> and so you have to know get in the habit of tuning inside however you do it that's where the gold lies mm. Thank you so much for hanging out for this hour and chatting with us. So freaking inspiring. This was really fun. Really, really fun. Really happy to be with you, darling. Oh my gosh. I'm so inspired. I can't even tell you everybody. So, and I'm sure everybody else is also. And this is what this space is about. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever. Yeah. More than ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for hosting it. This was an amazing interview. You're a fabulous interviewer. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you are probably, you are a fabulous interviewee <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about the conversations. So it's what it's all about. So everybody listening, whether you're here live or on the replay, we know that you could be doing anything with your hour and we appreciate mm -hmm. you so much hanging out with us. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff. Leave reviews on any place that you listen to your podcast because this is how we can reach more people because this is what this is about. We need to empower people to, so they can actually see themselves within this definition of creativity. Great. So wherever you're listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to connecting soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye now feeling inspired let's just get rid of this throw away this whole perfectionism thing this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything you know what you don't <laughs> let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like it's all part of the process the self-awareness feels so good you feel more connection to yourself connection to others and huh be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.